0: It's Tuesday, December the 1st, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, Moderna applies for vaccine approval, and Amazon disappears at alarming rate. First, the world in brief. Moderna, a biotechnology company, has applied for emergency authorization in America and Europe to distribute its COVID-19 vaccine. One of the early candidates shown to be highly effective in clinical trials, Moderna's vaccine does not, as Pfizer's does, need to be kept at ultra-cold temperatures, but it is considered relatively expensive and more difficult to manufacture in large quantities. Brazil's space agency said that more than 11,000 square kilometers of the Amazon rainforest was destroyed between July 2018 and August 2019, the highest level of deforestation since 2008. Jair Bolsonaro, Brazil's climate change-denying president, sees clearing space for Amazonian farmers and miners as essential to the country's economic development. He has weakened the bodies charged with protecting the forest. S&P Global agreed to buy IHS Market for $44 billion, including $4.8 billion of debt. The tie-up of the two financial data companies will be the largest deal in America so far this year. The data business is being remodeled by mega-mergers as firms seek to lock clients into self-contained ecosystems. China's Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index rose from 51.4 in October to 52.1 in November, its highest in more than three years, a sign that the world's second-biggest economy is recovering from COVID-19. It is the ninth consecutive reading above 50, which indicates activity is expanding. E-commerce promotions have helped to boost consumer demand. The death of LIBOR, a benchmark interest rate that underlies more than $200 trillion worth of financial contracts, has been delayed. ICE Benchmark Administration said it intended to keep publishing the most popular dollar variants until June 30, 2023, 18 months later than first planned. The Federal Reserve and other regulators urged banks to switch away from LIBOR as soon as practicable. And COVID-19 infections fell by 30% during England's month-long lockdown, according to a study by Imperial College and Ipsos Mori. Between November 13th and 24th, there were 96 infections per 10,000 people, compared with 130 in the fortnight before the lockdown. The study estimated that R, the reproduction number indicative of the rate of transmission, is 0.88, meaning that total infection numbers are shrinking. And now, here's today's agenda, Straddling Dimensions, the World Economy. Today's economic forecasts from the OECD and Intergovernmental Research Body will grapple with good news and bad. The good news is that the success in trials of several COVID-19 vaccines has brought hope that the world economy could rebound strongly in 2021 from the pandemic. The bad news is that the Northern Hemisphere must get through its winter spread of the virus first. It may bring a second economic contraction to America and the Eurozone. Governments have introduced new restrictions and consumers are spooked. The OECD will probably offer advice on how to bridge the gap with more stimulus, but in America, more economic life support looks unlikely to be put in place before President-elect Joe Biden takes office on January 20th. Even Asian manufacturing, which has rebounded strongly since the onset of the pandemic, has begun to show signs of weakness. CRUNCH TIME – BREXIT NEGOTIATIONS British and European negotiators say they remain far apart on a Brexit deal, even as both sides warn that the window for an agreement is closing. Negotiators spent another difficult weekend in London hunting for an agreement, but there remain massive divergences on the questions of dividing fishing quotas and creating fair competition between the two markets. Angela Merkel, the German Chancellor, says that the EU doesn't need a deal at any price, and we have made this clear. The British government will today unveil a new system to monitor the border with Europe, but admitted the break will probably cause some short-term disruption. Still, the government said the extra paperwork importers will need to submit after Brexit would help Britain tackle terrorism, smuggling and organised crime. Not so sweet corporate responsibility for human rights. Six former child slaves from Mali will today ask America's Supreme Court to let them sue two agribusiness giants for abuse they suffered on cocoa farms in Ivory Coast two decades ago. The plaintiffs, aged between 12 and 14 at the time, say Nestle USA and Cargill aided and abetted their malnutrition and torture. The companies knew about the plantation's use of child slave labour, the plaintiffs claim, yet continued to source low-cost cocoa from them. The companies deny wrongdoing. In 2018, the Supreme Court ruled 5-4 that foreign companies could not be held liable under the Alien Tort Statute, a 1789 law permitting non-citizens to seek relief in American courts for international law violations abroad. Nestlé and Cargill argue that American companies are not liable either. The Supreme Court's recently strengthened conservative majority is expected to agree. Meanwhile, in Ghana and Ivory Coast, an estimated 1.6 million children harvest cocoa under abusive conditions. Unfolding Science's Knowledge of Proteins To understand any life, you must understand proteins. For decades, scientists could easily analyze a protein's amino acid composition, but had difficulty determining how it folded up into its final, intricate shape. By one estimate, a reasonably complex protein could take an astronomically large number of shapes, 10 to the 300th power, give or take. On Monday, researchers from DeepMind, an artificial intelligence laboratory owned by Alphabet, presented results suggesting they could now use a computer to predict a protein's shape from a list of its amino acid components. This is a big achievement. Currently, about 180 million amino acid sequences are known to science, but only around 170,000 of them have had their structures determined. Boosting that number could be transformative. Months of experiments could be replaced by a few hours of computing time, accelerating drug development and treatments for diseases like Alzheimer's. DeepMind's technology, depending on how it chooses to license it, has the potential to speed up biological research. Call in the Slack Salesforce's Big Ambitions Salesforce's third quarter results today may be accompanied by a big deal announcement. The business software giant is reportedly in talks to buy Slack, a maker of professional instant messaging software for more than $17 billion. The attractions of a deal are clear. Uber Cool Slack, favourite of software developers and startups, underinvested in video calling and missed out on the pandemic's video conferencing boom. Slack now needs more muscle to take on Zoom and Microsoft's Teams. Mark Benioff, Salesforce's founder, could provide it. Buying Slack would continue his firm's expansion far beyond its core product of customer relationship management software. Salesforce offers clients everything from business analytics to artificial intelligence tools to its successful app exchange, the business software equivalent of Apple's App Store. A combo might even worry Microsoft. Both firms' bosses have it in for the tech giant. Slack has filed an antitrust complaint against teams. If it works, the deal could eventually propel Salesforce, a mid-sized firm, into tech's big leagues. Finally, here's the quote of the day from James Baldwin, who died on this day in 1987. People are trapped in history, and history is trapped in them.